All right, so... Oh, man, you're right. No, that's the Pepsi. That's not because I ate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure it is. Uh, so this is still in beta. It's a, it's your premier Super Bowl podcast. <laughs> I'm Jesse. I'm William. Uh, and, oh, man. So I've done um, some things with... I made a new website between this the previous podcast and this one made a new website called siteinbeta.com and that's where the new home of the podcast and so it's got a new like uh fancy graphics no it's a different template because it's not one that i had for my personal thing it's just it's just another dumb wordpress site um so dumb WordPress graphics. Right. Okay. And the, like, I don't think it looks bad, but I don't think it looks great. It's like this, this works. It's functional. And I set it up in like on a Saturday morning. And uh, so, yeah, I got a new, I got a different podcast hosting plugin as well. And so it's got some fancy new features like the in web, the web based player, like the browser based player. You can, I was told you can. Uh, use the arrow keys to navigate like forward and back, like skip back and forward. With are we gonna have line? tracks now? With our, what, does that mean we're gonna have tracks that you can skip through for our like chapters? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Um. No. So. So we can't have like a special bonus track at the end, <laughs> like ten minutes of silence, and then we just say like, "Ah, made you wait." Yeah. Something like that. No. Right. Like all the. <laughs> <laughs> they used to do that on like some, some albums. It was relevant on cassettes, CDs. Um, I've seen a couple CDs that have it, where the last the last track is like fifteen minutes, but the song is only three, and then you wait ten minutes, and then there's another like three minute song. Right, but again, you totally saw it coming because it showed you how long it was on the sometimes even on the CD cover. Yeah, and uh, it's not like a cassette where you thought tape was done and you flipped it over and then somebody else had to tell you like three weeks later that there was another track yeah towards the end uh yeah technology has made that stupid to do now right um so um yeah new website uh the 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 podcast is now on itunes and there's a link on the website or you can go to itunes and i don't know if you can search for still in beta yet, it might still just bring up this other dude's unrelated podcast where he's named two episodes still in beta. Uh, I don't know why, but if you look, if you search for my name, if you search for Jesse Lemons, then it'll come up and you can there's, get to it. There's not something like iTunes search optimization we have to do. You'd think like nobody else having that title of a podcast apparently would yield the result, if you that that's what you search for, but it's still going to bring up Katy Perry songs instead. Uh, no, you can you can you can search for, like specifically in the podcasts listings and stuff. We're also under video games, like hobby games and hobbies, and then under that video games. Um, and there's you can subscribe to it through iTunes, and uh. I think you can do like ratings and reviews there. So if somebody wants to like review us, they can do that. And then people who look, 
who find us on accident and they're like, well, how did I get, how did I get to this podcast? And they look at the review and they're like, this, this isn't just, the Katy Perry song I was looking for. <laughs> this, thing, this review just says they talk about Batman the whole time and then it'll be, there you go. But, right. uh, yeah. So those are some new developments. Uh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. So speaking of Katy Perry, uh, oh yes, the uh, not so much the the bawling of foot that actually happened, but uh, the commercials and how they relate to video games. Uh, something. So this is the first time I've noticed it because again, I I don't really watch Super Bowls. Right or anything, but uh, I do know that there were several game video game commercials specifically for free to play mobile games. Yeah, I heard about that. There was a Game of War commercial or something on. Yes, uh, during the Super with Bowl. Uh, is it Kate Upton? Is that her name? I think that's. So that's the one with like the chick, and she's like, "I'm Athena" or something, and yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, Kate Upton is some kind of celebrity, I, I guess. I th- I, I suppose like, she's one of those celebrities that's like famous for being famous. I, you know, like like the Kardashians. Like they don't actually do anything; they have no talent. But maybe they slept with somebody, and so now they have a TV show. I don't know. I don't know if she's an actress or what. I don't think it's music for. I but I, or maybe she's a model or something. Basically, she's like a pair of boobs. Uh-huh. Um, and so the boobs were on several. Uh, commercials for Game of War, and then there's also the Liam Neeson one for Clash of Clans, which was way more entertaining. Well, it's uh, got Liam Neeson. Yeah, it, it he did like a whole kind of like I'm gonna kick your ass, like Taken sort of, you know, soliloquy uh-huh. um, about how he was going to like revenge on the guy that attacked his base. Uh-huh. And if you I miss remember, the, if you I miss the first five seconds, you think it's maybe. Actually, a trailer for Taken Four, um, but otherwise, but it's really about him playing a video game mm-hmm. on his phone. In this one, his his base was taken, or something. Yeah, like when he got attacked, and yeah, he was going to to he was swearing bloody revenge. Mm. Well, that's interesting. But it's kind of crazy to think about that. How in you know, I mean, a decade ago we. We were just getting into smartphones, and now they're. I almost it seems like financially overtaking, you know the, the, you know AAA or PC video game market, in that they're much more prevalent in like their advertising and that kind of stuff. Because I think there's maybe been three other video game commercials on the Super Bowl ever, and it was for stuff like World of Warcraft and things that were like massively, massively huge. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's the thing is like the people. The, it's it's kind of a question of like, do, do those games even have to advertise during the Super Bowl? Like, are there are there I'm saying like the triple A games like. Is there. For a lot of people, like, is that even your in your in your market? Like, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, well, first of all. You and me being an exception, everybody watches the Super Bowl. And I think at the same time, everybody like everybody knows Grand Theft Auto V, right? Like, I'm kind of surprised I didn't hear anything about like a Grand Theft Auto V Super Bowl commercial or, you know, something like that. But I mean, 
<coughs> doesn't matter, right? Like, it doesn't matter that they, that if they had an advertisement, would that even affect their sales? Like, would that, I don't really see them getting a bump because I think the people who watch football, the crossover, that Venn diagram of like people who watch football and play Grand Theft Auto, they bought Grand Theft Auto. They already know about it. Like, I kind of feel like the, the AAA video game, um, the people who are aware of those and, like, have and play them have other outlets besides the Super Bowl to be informed. I don't know. I mean, if you, if you mostly watch sports and then play video games, you don't really have your TV on to see a lot of other commercials, so... It seems totally reasonable to me that you would see commercials for video games during the Super Bowl. I guess. I mean, so like I'll watch um, like Friday or Friday, like Sunday or Monday night football with my roommate or um, like basketball or something. And like every other commercial break is probably like a game of war or something. Clash of Clans commercial. Right. But I mean, not, not a lot of like. Other, like AAA video game kind of stuff, like not no no like console games or that kind of stuff. Um, not really. Like occasionally you'll get like a like maybe like an Advanced Warfare Call of Duty kind of thing, but mm-hmm. like nothing like not that I've noticed. Yeah, and see again, maybe it's just that, and it again the the point could be just that you know. Those types of games don't have the budget to do it. Where I think they definitely do. Like I think they to- it's totally within their means to to buy that space. I just don't think it's worth it. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it's a big deal. Like but but whereas I would say with like phone games like those kinds of things. Like of course you're gonna show it to whoever. Because, well, yeah, I mean, everybody's got a phone. Well, I guess, I mean, free to play games live or die on their marketing for sure in some ways. Because for the most part, like Clash of Clans and Game War, like if they're not constantly acquiring new users every day, then they're going to tank on the rankings on, you know, the iPhone lists and stuff. And then they're just going to fade away and stop making money. Mm -hmm. So, I understand that, like, the need for advertising and user acquisition for, for free-to-play games is way higher than it is for, for you know, console games where basically once they've bought it, you know, you've, got, you've earned your money. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm just still kind of just surprised that that you don't see that as much. still Like, still in this day when when, like... You know, movies and stuff, you still see, you know, trailers and commercials for on TV all the time. Yeah. You know, and every other, just pretty much every other product is just crazy amounts of advertising for that kind of stuff. I'm just still kind of surprised you don't see as much for video games as you as you do other other markets, considering how huge, you know, video games are relative to the rest of the entertainment industry. It depends on the channel and the programming you're watching. If you watch, um, if you watch, you know, daytime television or something, now probably not. If you watch Cartoon Network, you're going to see a lot. 
and yeah, it just it it depends on the show that you're watching because that's I mean that's one of those things is like like we know uh, you know somebody who works in ad sales for TV it's like yeah you know the, what you're gonna you're gonna try to guide people to like sell advertising in a block in a chunk of time during a show that makes that is also targeting the same demographic for for that um and you're going to focus on those time slots during those programs <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i guess because because i mean i guess being having to work with like being an audio and having to work with the marketing departments to produce TV spots and that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. We, we make a lot of trailers, but to be honest, most of our trailers are web released. Yeah. Because we can more easily control the distribution. Like what, what sites, um, that those videos get on like initially um, of course anybody can just like download stuff however they want but um, the initial like release and timing of that stuff can all be I guess uh, manufactured if we're kind of in control of that messaging you know if like us or the publisher <laughs> and then somebody has to go like create the fake YouTube account with the secret leaked videos. <laughs> I always love that. Like when you see oh a secret leaked trailer for Ant Man, and like oh it's not leaked. It was leaked on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so yeah, I mean, I think most of the most of the and and that's another thing is like uh, people who own consoles. Uh, there's especially like the the Xbox there is kind of a there's sort of a built-in like direct to user advertising interface in the tiles mm-hmm. like menu setup and so that like some of our trailers just like hit like PSN and Xbox Live directly so it's like you know you're you're hitting exactly your target market because you're you're directly advertising to the people who already own those consoles who are the people who are going to buy your your product has anybody okay so this is crazy and horrible to imagine but has anybody done like free games yet where like once you finish a mission or a level or something it's like now you must watch 10 minutes of commercials and then you can get to the next one or it seems like there is literally the technology to make that video game with the newest consoles but nobody no, Nobody has dared to to do it yet. Ooh, like a like a Hulu of video games. Yeah. God, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> but what if it was free and it was a good game? No. So okay, so here's a question: Do you play free to play games at all ever? I played Planet Side for a little bit. Planet Side Two. Mm-hmm. Play that for a little bit. That's free to play. Okay. Anything else? And that and that, that's a very unique, I think, free to play game. Do you play uh, anything on your phone? Not anymore. I uh, 
I had a little a little game called like Swing Free or something, and it was just a little like you wrote. There's a guy and he has a ropes and you kind of swing like Spider Man through a city, um, and you try to catch on. And that was free to play. Uh, it was just like the one city, mm-hmm. but it would have like a little ad banners that pop up on the top. So you don't play very many at all then. No. I don't have fun playing them. Well, okay. So. Also, I don't... Like I, I've said before, like, games on my phone... The things on my phone are... Is, I, call them, I call them toilet games because they're... Like, I'm not gonna... I, if I'm not on the toilet, I'm doing something in front of some other thing that can play better games than that. So, so with the exception of pooping, you're usually sitting in front of a larger, better screen? Is that what you're trying to Yeah, say? I'm either in front of my computer or in front of a television or doing something unrelated to computers or television that is like being with people. And so I'm not on my phone. All right, well, obviously you're the clear exception because everybody's on their phone, even with, with people nowadays. <laughs> If you knew if you knew better you would you'd know that. Yeah. Uh, uh well okay, so so about the free to play thing then. So I and I guess you've never played any free to play MMOs. Um I tried to play I tried to get back into City of Heroes when that went free to play. Uh-huh. And how did that feel? I didn't like it because they gated a lot of costume and character choices behind a paywall, and I was like, oh, so I have to pay anyway. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so did you get to any of the gameplay or anything, or was it just that the character creator sucked because of the because of the paywalls that you decided to just not pursue well, like, it at all? Yeah, that. Because 90% of that game is the character creator, so if I can't make the character I want, then I'm not going to play the game. That is true. The Oompa Loompa character I made was fantastic, and yeah. that was... I, I think I spent... I think I had like eight characters and maybe got like one of them to like level 20, which I think there was 50, 50 levels, 50 character levels. Yeah. So yeah, um, that was definitely a lot more fun than actually playing the game sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess I, under- I understand that. So I'm kind of wondering, cause I'm still actually playing Elder Scrolls online. Right. And, uh, they've announced that, that game is going to go free to play soon next month for PC. Yes. And I guess also going to come on the console. Yeah. The like a, no, it's coming on the console like in June or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it, the, the announcements like blur together, but anyway, so that game is going to go free to play. So I'm curious and I almost think I just need to make you play it because I may still pay for it for a month or however. I don't, I don't know my, I think I like, do a three month subscription every time it re- mm-hmm. resets. So I may still be paying while I get to that, but I really am interested to see like what the, I guess, free to play version of the game is. So I was listening to a different video game podcast on the way over here. Mm-hmm. And one that, one that clearly has more information than us. Right. One that like looked into <laughs> it a little bit deeper, but, um, they were saying that the the you still have to pay the initial like sixty dollars to play the game. 
to buy you have to buy the game. Okay. You still have to drop money up front to to play the game. So it's more like a Guild Wars kind of scenario, or like Diablo three or two kind of thing. Yeah, where okay. you can still play online, and they still host the servers, but you only pay an initial cost, and then um, I think there was some stuff about cosmetic items, maybe. Some kind of vanity items, or well, so they have or, pets, um, and there's all kinds of like pets that I would love to have. But then there also sounded like uh, the only thought I can I can think of is like some something akin to like coin doublers, where 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 certain time intensive aspects of the game uh, you can purchase items to temporary items to speed that process. Right. So like an XP potion. So if you play for this weekend. With the potion on, you get double XP while you... Yeah, maybe play. something like that. And so those are all, like, real money purchases you can make. And then there's also the, like, expansion content that you can buy. Which, you know, games like WoW, where it does have a subscription, you still have to purchase the expansion separately. Right. And, like, it's really any game that has expansion stuff, you pay for that stuff. So if you're upset about paying for that and it's free-to-play, you're... Kind of, I don't know. You're ridiculous, but uh, yeah. So, so there's still like I, I don't know. Maybe it's very similar to the game that you're playing now, but it's not entirely. But but they're leaning more on the like microtransaction purchases than a total like a full monthly subscription. Yeah, kind of thing. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the worry is that, and I know it's like just a kind of a weird way to think about it, the worry is that, like, if you stop paying and you try to play the free-to-play version, you get a crap version of the game where you can't buy, you know, you can't buy mounts and you can't, you know, use quick travel and or all these other kinds of things that maybe they would take away when you're in that mode. And, you know, if you've used, been used to playing it the way that it's always been and then you decide to cancel your subscription to go to the free-to-play and you get this really sucky experience and then you just quit playing forever well yeah i mean and that's kind of what keeps me away from playing free-to-play games in the first place is it's if you're not paying the money it's kind of a sucky experience you know um but and it, and it has to be otherwise you're not going to pay the money right but but yeah i don't know i i think uh i think you voiced in uh before we started recording a different concern which is when you make something free-to-play there could be an influx of just internet jerks who come online and make things awful. Um, yeah, because because that's one nice thing about a paywall is that it it keeps people who it it de incentivizes is that a word or decentivizes <laughs> it 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 definitely makes people think twice before just coming online to something and like screwing with people because they like screwing with people yeah i mean you keep a lot of you keep a lot of trolls out if you have to pay to get into a into something you gotta pay Um, the troll toll (laughs) the pay the troll toll yeah i mean there's still i mean obviously there's still always going to be assholes in any place where there's people more than two people (laughs) uh (laughs) in some places even if there's just one Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's hard to be an asshole by yourself, though. I mean, you can take somebody who's a complete asshole, 
throw them in absolute isolation where they're totally away from anybody by themselves. And it's hard for them to still be an asshole because who are they going to be an asshole to at that point? <laughs> if an asshole falls in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's interesting. This I, interesting, like, kind of that I just thought of that. But but yes, I mean, what are they going to do? Like, you know, get on get on the the Internet of one and, you know, post something and then later post something dickish to their own post. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna like walk by a mirror and be like hey nice hair jerk i mean it's, it's, <laughs> you kind of lose the motivation once you don't have a second person and honestly i think it takes i think it takes three people to make an asshole because you have to have one person to be the asshole one person for them to be an asshole too and a third person to be the audience for that assholeness i mean mm, i don't know i think you could do it with just two uh-huh. I, yeah I think you could do it with just two. So it only takes two people to make an asshole? It takes two people to make an asshole. Okay. Everybody's got one, <laughs> but it takes two to make one. Hi. Right. There's a there, there's a bumper sticker right there. You go. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> just two people equals one asshole. And yeah. just put that on your bumper sticker. Uh, yeah. Like, and what? People, what does that mean? <laughs> Is that a political statement? <laughs> yes. Um, but, but yeah, the $60 thing, like people are probably not going to pay $60 just to go be a asshole on, in a, in a video game. Uh, you know, you'd hope <laughs> that seems like, it's just like a steep price to pay when there's lots of places you can just go be an asshole for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of free things, <laughs> windows, <laughs> windows oh, 10. Yeah. What the heck? So I, and everybody, like, when that first was announced, like, the Windows 10 is going to be free for everybody. It was, like, for everybody. For a year. There's, like, so many, like, Akbar posts of this is a trap. Yeah. And, like, everybody's, like, crazy suspicious uh-huh. that something's going to happen. Like, we're going to give you Windows 10 for free. And, oh, by the way, you'll never be able to go back to your other operating system. And we're going to fuck this up somehow and make you hate it. And then, haha. Yeah, I didn't get that. That bit where there, where people were like, you you won't be able to go back to your old Windows. It's like, what does that even, what does I, that mean? I don't know how you can enforce that. But. Right, because I've, and so I've, I have an install disk. I have a way to format my hard drive. Well, but, okay, but the thing is, you also have a CD key that you have to register. Right. So if you register your CD key with the Windows 10 upgrade, they may just say, you can't register the CD key anymore ever for Windows 7 or whatever version you're using. Mm. So it's very easy for Microsoft to finagle it so that you are trapped with Windows 10. That's very, yeah, that's kind of bizarro. And in the way that they said it's free for a year, if you use Windows 10 for a year and then go (laughs) and use your install disk to install Windows 7, which you can't use anymore, on a new computer, Uh that now it can't do it, and you can't use Windows 10 because the free time has expired. Now they've just made all of their old software unusable for everybody who fell for the Windows 10 free trap, and everybody has to go buy new software now. And that's my conspiracy theory. Hold on, I lost track of that somewhere. Okay, I have Windows... I'm Johnny Windows 7. Yeah. Because I still have Windows 7 on my computer because fuck 8, I was never going to get that. Yes. So I go, okay, Windows... 
I'll get the free Windows 10 upgrade. Okay. So I do. Yeah. And I use my computer for for 18 months, we'll say. Not 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 quite, you know, over a year. Uh-huh. And then I decide, hmm, my computer sucks now. I'm going to go buy a new couple of pieces of hardware that basically means Windows thinks I have a new computer. Now I'm going to go, well, Windows 10 was cool, but I still have Windows 7. I'm going to go install Windows 7 on this new computer. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. They don't recognize that CD key anymore because I used it to upgrade to Windows 10. Also, I can't upgrade to Windows 10 for free now because the year, the free year time has expired. So now my only choice is to go buy a totally new Windows 10 disk or download or whatever. And it's probably got some kind of crappy pay monthly to keep Windows at all crap on it because I heard stuff about that too. Oh, a subscription-based operating system? Yes. So now I have to pay... Now, instead of even being able to use my old computer that I took apart, I have to pay Windows forever to use the new computer that I just got because I fell for the trap and used my Windows 7 disk to upgrade to Windows 10. So... I don't... I mean, I guess if they have the the methods in place to track your upgrade from seven to 10 and, and recognize your key and restrict the, the odd thing is though, they would have to recognize it as an upgrade uh, instead of a genuine 10 key. I would imagine Uh, that, that, that seems like, I mean, it seems like a big mess that you're constructing in your head, but, uh, <laughs> but it's possible. Dang it. Uh, it's, it's plausible, but that would for, okay. So for one you've used, I don't know. That seems like that would, um, cost them a lot to, um, basically, because one thing, okay, so here, here's a situation, right? Uh, one of the, the reason they're, they're pushing this, I think primarily is because Windows 7 finally entered its, um, uh, what they consider like extended support period where it's not directly supported by their code team. Mm-hmm. With that in mind... Um, and they know nobody bought Windows 8 because it, everybody hated it. Right, because everybody hated it. Except for those like those three like douchey people who are like, I, I prefer the Metro interface because I bought a laptop with a touchscreen and the touchscreen is perfect for Metro. I can't imagine using anything but the Metro interface. Why would you want to use a start menu? Also, I'm some kind of monster that feeds on live shrews. But that may be true. <laughs> I uh, assume if they liked Windows 8. That's, yeah, that's, so that's it it's uh, Windows 8 was a mess. <clears throat> anybody who liked the Metro interfaces, some kind of pod person or Martian. Uh, shrew feeding monster. Shrew feeding monster. They, yeah, yeah kind of inhuman. Um, and oh, man, it bothered me so much. Okay, here's a small rant. Because people would say, like, all you have to do is hit the Windows button, and then you get the 
the Metro thing, and then you can just start typing, and it'll bring up the programs you want. And it's like, yeah, great. Windows has done that since Vista. They put a search bar in it. You just hit Windows, start typing, and it brings up the applications that are on your computer, and you can can click. And if you're typing in, like, you know, a network path or something that you might want to type that's, like, in a document someplace else, like somebody's like, hey, you know, the file you want to delete is actually under C colon slash Windows slash System32 slash etc. slash drivers or something, and it's like, well, I don't want to remember all that crap. I'm going to keep my notepad open here and start typing it. Oh, fucking Metro opened up. I can't look at it anymore. <sighs> okay. <laughs> also, maybe some people just liked having absolutely nothing on their desktop and then bringing up a tiny little thing at will to find the programs they want, not a giant fuck-off thing with that's plastered with icons that... I totally hate that is the Windows Metro screen. I could have done I could have done that myself by putting fuck all tons of icons all over my desktop and just not even having that as a thing to begin with. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the the whole Windows 10 upgrade thing. I'm definitely leery of it. I don't trust a Microsoft a whole lot to do good things for the consumer. The one thing I will say though is that this does one thing I didn't like for a long time as a web developer was freaking people on Windows XP with IE five or something. And it's like, or IE six. And it's like, how do you, you want me to support this like seven generation old browser that doesn't do any of the things that like people are used to doing in web development anymore. And they're like, yes, because we're 80 years old and we can't upgrade our computers or, where at a, I'm, I only browse the website at a company where their tech, their IT, you know, infrastructure is such that we have to run, you know, like a, an operating system that is, you know, where a person is old enough to drive now, you know, like that's. <laughs> I still use Netscape Navigator. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> well, just- now, okay, so yeah, mom did. Right. So just be consider yourself lucky that you're not still doing that because you'd also have to be making mobile versions and supporting all 750,000 aspect ratios for Google phones. That's what I say. I say, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, this does allow because it's free and because they're actually like allowing you to upgrade windows through windows update. I think that is is a great benefit for a po- a great possible benefit for enterprise level IT people to where they can just say Windows update yes and now everything is Windows 10 instead that could be really good it could also be really problematic if stuff doesn't work quite right which was going to happen in Windows 10 and everybody upgrades to Windows 10, and then it's like, oh, VPN doesn't work anymore. Or, oh, um, the Perforce is buggy. And now, until Windows, until Microsoft releases a patch for Windows, we can't get work done. <laughs> right. You know. 
or some other horrible thing that happens because it's a trap and it turns us on to pot people. Yeah. <laughs> Windows ate my soul. Shouldn't have upgraded. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. I I am optimistic about Windows 10. I, I think there's some good stuff in it. And I, I thought there were some good features in Windows 8, but there were too many de- detriments to that piece of software as an operating system for me to actually change what I was doing. There weren't enough good things. The cons outweighed the pros heavily for me. Um, I wanted to talk about um, I want to talk about companion apps. Okay, what does that mean? Oh, so you haven't paid attention to any marketing for the current generation of consoles. Well, one, I don't have any current generation consoles. Two, I no. um, <laughs> am basically immune to advertising. Okay. I, I have, I mean, I'm a well, child of the just... 80s, so i am systematically been programmed to ignore all advertising. This isn't, I'm not, I'm not talking about advertising uh-huh. uh, specifically, but like any kind of, uh, I think most reviews and stuff for, for games uh, talk about companion apps these days. Well, okay, so I know that there were some because um, we've got somebody who works for us now and, you know, we do, you know, some more games on mobile and stuff, but his his only mobile experience prior to that was working on, I think it was a companion app for Borderlands uh, or something, you know, or, or one of those types of, Something like that. I don't know. There was some. There was some app that came with like a Borderlands game or something. Um, and then there's, I seen stuff. I think there's one for like, Grand. One of the Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, GTA Five had one. Um, but I I don't really know what it means. It it means different things for different games. So, um, whenever um. Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out. They released a companion app. And that thing would do stuff like... I think you could look at your map, use it as a mini-map, and find all of the, like, all of the collectibles and stuff on the, on the, on the map. Uh, and they had... Um, so can you just have, like, a wiki page open? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think this synced up to your current location in the game as well. Oh, okay. That means you... I see. I'm already like leery of this because that tells me that you had to give a lot of information to either the console video game or to the app in order to link those two things up together like that. I think it, that in that case, I think it worked through your UPlay account. I don't know what that is. <sighs> you haven't played an Ubisoft game in the last five years. How long? Three years? Um, probably not. If the only thing the only thing I can think of that they've made is Assassin's Creed, and yeah. I didn't like that after the first one. The first one was the worst one. Yeah, no. and it was terrible. I didn't want to play anymore. Is the first one the worst one? I hear Unity's pretty bad. Okay, but well, anyway, that game wasn't one, too great, and then I didn't want to play the anymore. The first one was super boring and buggy. Mm-hmm. Two, though, two was fun, and Brotherhood was better than two. Plus... Everybody had like weird Italian accents, and so you're running around on the rooftops, and and like you stab a guy in the neck, like you jump off a building and you stab a guy, and you hear people yelling, 
Assassino! And that's the best thing. <laughs> and then you go, you also have this, this, this thing you can do where you have like, you just have money and you just throw money to beggars and everybody's like, ah! and like runs out and, and, you know, tries to pick up the money. Um, uh, yeah. And there's a, there's a little, uh, minstrels. Mm-hmm. And they run up to you and they're, they're playing the little mandolins and singing at you. You can stab them in the neck. Yeah. I was about to ask if you could. No, yeah. Well, it's Assassin's Creed. You can stab everyone in the neck. Oh, okay. That's what the game is. It's stab people in the neck, the game. And climbing through ducts and hiding in haystacks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's other parts to it, but, you know. Uh, what, what? Companion apps. No, you were trying to tell me that an Ubisoft game that wasn't Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah. No, I was talking about Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Were there other Ubisoft games? Uh-huh. Watch Dogs. I think that had a companion app. Oh, again, that's that's not on PC yet, so I haven't played it. No, it is. Oh, it is? Oh, well, I still haven't played it. It was... A, no, you don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is why I haven't played any, because you've played them all and then told me not to. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think that had a companion app. Uh, Destiny had a companion app. Uh, basically, like all of the game, like all of the AAA titles for the current generation of consoles have some kind of companion app. And I was going to talk more about them, but you don't even know what they are. <laughs> and um, and I I would never get one. I well, I would say that I would thing. never get one. You you can't like you, so yeah. So my 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 bullet note in in the 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 podcast notes here was companion apps. Why? Because I don't know. They don't add anything for me into the game. <laughs> Especially, like, there was people at work who were like, man, this Destiny Companion app, it sure is great. And I'm like, is it? Because here's the things that it did. One, listed your inventory. I already know my inventory. It's in the game. But you can, like, bring it up, and it's a picture of, like, your guy. Only it was always buggy on mine. And so it never actually loaded my dude or showed me what my stuff was. It just showed a silhouette and it was like your player name. Great. That doesn't help me at all. This is useless. Are you sure you were playing destiny and or downloaded the proper companion app? You weren't playing an Ubisoft companion app. <laughs> no, this was, <laughs> this was the destiny companion app. Why does my guy look like an Assassin's Creed character? <laughs> Ezio. Stupid buggy game. What? The... Bungie made this. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the other thing was it had a link to the forums. Uh, and then there was like the achievements list. And I think a fourth thing, it might've been the grimoire cards, the, the pieces of information where they hid the plot. Oh, that other part that you didn't care about. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like, those are the four things. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is a great companion app. It, it does one thing that's in the game, another thing that I'd rather do on the computer. Uh, Connects you to a bunch of assholes. Yeah, and then uh, and then two other things that are also in the game. <laughs> right, except the grimoire stuff, which is on the website. Uh, it's like, th- this thing's just a dumb portal to things I don't care about. Like, I don't know. <laughs> At least the Assassin's Creed game had like a little ship game that you could do or something. <laughs> So yeah, that's why I don't know. That's why I don't understand companion apps. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining the the latest of the Stargate series is Portal to Stuff Jesse Doesn't Care About is the like name of that one. Man, that's every Stargate series. <laughs> God, that just sucks. Like I I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Um, it may or may not have been because I was eight, but uh-huh. But that show, that show's just garbage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it had MacGyver in it, but man. Uh. You've now alienated all of our listeners. <laughs> the three that were still listening are like, like that's it. If he doesn't like starting it, I'm out. Oh. I can't even handle it. It bothered me so much. Like, okay, so the movie, you know, it's, it's, it's Egypt aliens, right? Right. Like, Planet Egypt. Planet Egypt, right? And so, like, they take people from Earth and then take them to planet Egypt where they live out their life and and are subjugated so much by the alien race that they never develop past a certain point in their history, right? It's like, great, okay. Like, I can, all right, sure, you know, whatever. Thousands of years and, you know, they don't know anybody because I guess they don't live that long because... They're stuck building these pyramids for these aliens or something. I don't know. But um, but so it's like they were uprooted and like planted down. And then and then the shows the show the show tries to take that idea and then extend it to like other periods of time. Like so wait, wait, is there like a planet dandy fop where everyone is like Victorian males and they're and going to the opera there very well could have been all right uh, i want to see that episode because <laughs> that sounds no there that... was there was the the uh there was the medieval planet where uh everything's like you know like like king arthur you know castles and knights and stuff except for the aliens which totally have like laser guns and space-time portals. Are they the kings? No, I don't think so. Oh. That's the thing, too. Like, they kind of got rid- got away from the whole... So, Stargate worked because <laughs> it was... It was... They had the coordinate thing, right? They had the, like, okay, you know, we're gonna use these stars that are constellations, and that's what these symbols represent on the edge of this ring... And we're going to use that, and we have to get six of them to triangulate a point in space, you know, in a three-dimensional plane, right? And so then, that's what those symbols are, and it's a code, and they have to, like... Because they couldn't just, like, bomb, 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 lock in six random things and, like, have a portal open up. You know, they had to get this six because that's the planet that they went to, because that's the only... that's That was the connection point. Like, that's the one that existed. And then this show is just, like... What if it wasn't? <laughs> what if we uh, what if we took what if we did just, you know, do six random things and it was just like brute force like combinations of six out of this like limited set of, you know, characters and just did like okay, you know, six six things and where does it go? Oh, it goes to a uh, medieval planet. Like what the hell is that? You know? 
<sighs> and then... Ad- the, 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 does everybody on Medieval Planet speak ye old English? I think, if I remember right, yes. Oh, thank goodness. Because I don't have to learn a new alien language when I go to a entirely different planet somewhere in the galaxy. <sighs> Even though the people that invented this device could have gone Egyptian. To, could have gone to any other planet as well <laughs> and picked up any other alien race, which there are. And not just humans and putting them in... Not just taking humans and putting them other places. What kind of stupid race is that? It's just like, man, you know, we're going to have our weird, like, like menagerie of planets that we're going to house tiny, like, microcosms of humanity and somehow keep them in that. Even though, like, you know, there there is like some level of technology even in, you know, of like manufacturing and stuff. It's like. That's beyond the weird Stone Age thing that they got the Egyptian people out of. It's it's like they understand how to make like process and use tools and things on their own. And they speak. They have a written language. And (laughs) it's like, how do they not? How do the aliens are dead now? Like, how do they not advance past that? Like we did. They totally could, too. But they didn't. (laughs) <clears throat> nice. Okay. <laughs> calm, can we calm down a little bit now? <laughs> but, and then but, Atlantis, but, and they go to the center of the Earth, and that's where Atlantis is, and somehow the same stupid t- space portal gate works to go to the center of the Earth. Why? <laughs> Wouldn't that just loop back around because it's a planet? <laughs> uh, well, now... So for starters, okay. So here's one option: is that maybe all those little planets that they put humans on were kind of like aquariums for us, <laughs> and they just like let's put these guys there. People farm. Let's put these guys out here, and we'll put a little castle there, and we'll see how they live in that little <laughs> thing. You know, uh, so that's one thing. But I'm gonna just go ahead and like call into question. An entirely, like, greater, like, issue that I have with the entire Stargate concept. Okay. Is, first of all, the Stargate that started, let's say Planet Egypt was the hub, right? And they were the first people to create these Stargate things. Okay. Okay, so first of all, how the hell did they know where Earth was and have, and know that these six coordinates are going to lead you to Earth, which... Is also kind of iffy just in general. And then, so they had to have had intergalactic or at least interstellar travel no, they before do. they created the Stargates, right? Yeah, no, that's what those giant pyramid ships were. Okay, okay. So they the flew pyramids, from Planet Egypt. The pyramids were the landing pads for the giant ships. Okay, so they flew from Planet Egypt yeah. to actual Egypt, uh-huh. and then they just built a Stargate. On actual Egypt. And yeah. Now is how they. Okay. So they that's, didn't just. That's easier. You know, that's easier to get the slaves back and forth. Okay. Now, here's another question. So it's more like. It's kind of like installing a highway once you've. Yeah. Killed all the Indians in America kind of thing. I mean, that's a bit more of a jump, I think, historically. <laughs> but sure. Yeah. It's like that. It's okay. like. Or we could just say it's like, you know, you see another settlement on the other side of. Uh, canyon and you're like how do i get over there and then you get over to the other side and then you guys start building a bridge to in the center you mm-hmm. know 
Okay. Maybe it's like that. But, right. And I started asking myself, uh, why do they need a race, a separate race of beings to be their slaves? And then I remembered that's because that alien race was, like, dying off for some reason. Right. Even though they had their magic regeneration chamber. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, I think the the science might have been a little iffy on that part, but... You know, it's a Kurt Russell action movie with James Spader in it. What do you want? <laughs> and that's how we feel about companion apps. <laughs> Freaking companion apps. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> what? And, and like at work, like they, they want people to like work on a companion app. And I'm like, why would you want a companion app? Why don't you just make a better game? I think you just don't understand kids today. Um, so... This is a weird thing that I thought about. Okay. Because it is... <laughs> Here's a weird thought. Maybe we're out of touch with current teen culture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. For, for but, starters. I've definitely but, hit that point in my life where I'm like... Yelling at chil- children uh, yeah, to get off your lawn? Yeah. It's like, I... You know, you don't, you don't think it's going to happen to you. And then as soon as you're like, those stupid kids and their children, I mean, that their music. <laughs> those, oh. those kids, <laughs> those stupid five-year-olds having, giving birth. Babies and babies, age. you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, like, yeah, it happens sooner than you'd think that where you're just <laughs> like, wow, like none of this stuff's good anymore. And you're like, ugh, was the stuff that I liked good? Of course it was. I Thundercats is still amazing. Yeah, Shut it's up. It, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I think that may be part of it is that you just, you're old and you don't get it because this is something to think about. There are legal adults uh-huh. today who have lived their entire life since they were born with cell phones maybe not quite smartphones but definitely cell phones they don't know phones that plug into the wall that never existed the entire time that they were alive yeah and the two of us were born in a time when many 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 people still had to go get the crazy hand crank and go one two with that piece of crap rotary phone yeah and so we had a rotary yeah, I know. Uh, so there is a very big difference in where certain people are at and their experience over their entire lifetime with technology versus what we are familiar with mm. and what we've grown up with. Ah, so this is our personal computer. Yes. So it would be the equivalent of... So you're saying, why the hell is there a companion app? would be the equivalent of somebody who is 25 years older than you saying, why the hell does this video game have a website? Hmm. All right. <laughs> there. There's your touch of perspective for the day. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Because, I, I, yeah, I suppose most video games do still have websites. And it's also, but like the websites are, eh, well, (laughs) so you're saying like the companion app stuff is just some kind of uh, just another like random bit of marketing to get people to. 
yeah, it's just another piece of media that now that everybody has, now that that type, now that phones and smartphones and stuff and apps have so permeated society that it's basically just another thing that you mm-hmm. have to have, like a website or whatever. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess my problem with it is they 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 promote it as though it's adding to the gameplay itself. So that's another thing is like the website, the website was just the website. It has no interaction with the game typically. Uh, but not always. Not always, but in the example, like I can't think of an example of a website that uh... Oh. Uh yeah, uh Saints Row 3, right? Okay, so that one you could upload your character creation stuff to the website. Well, and you think about uh Spore had something, right? You uh, could create your own Spore monster and there was all kinds of like stuff with online sharing it and yeah, uploading it. Yeah. Um same thing with the Sims, like there's been all kinds of like you could create your own objects and your own textures and upload them to the website and yeah. download stuff. But I haven't seen a companion app do anything really interesting like that. Well, part of it is that you can't, you know, you can't connect your phone to your console yet. I can. Well, but not in a specifically meaningful way. And there's not like a ubiquitous way to do it. Right. Like I can't I can't plug my iPhone into my Mm. PlayStation and make things happen. Right. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's the onus is on the developer to create that connection. And like, but even with those websites, it's the same thing. It's not like I'm literally like jacking my computer into something to. Well, there's a big difference with computer games and a website because they're both on the same computer. Right. Like I could go to a website that I also play my computer game on. And download yes, stuff. But as back to Saints Row, like what they did was you have a completely separate account that is linked that that you that is that you access via the game, and that has the like web infrastructure to save that character information that you're uploading. Like so, it's this the so Volition had to create this. A separate thing like it's agnostic of console or pc thing that you access to store that information and like that's the thing that the companion apps have to do as well in order for that to work that's why that's why i mentioned like Uplay, which is a completely different account system that ubisoft has and then destiny has its own account system for its business um and then you know whatever the other companion apps are i'm sure uh have their separate developer specific accounts like square has their own thing now right um, and see and just that's the thing it's like once you've created like 17,000 of those accounts and your email's getting just spammed to all hell because of all of them and stuff just kind of like ugh this sucks let's like seriously let's get with the times and find a way to let me like smack my iPhone iPhone onto my console and have it connect some way I mean, the only other, but then you're, you're, <clears throat> what you're doing there is you're having the developer have to interface with Sony and Microsoft and 
and then they have like no real standard on the PC side other than Steam to to do to handle that kind of business. Right. I'm and, just saying. I'm just saying all of the different technologies are not uh, working together yet in the way that they probably should. I don't think they ever will, though, because then it's... The <laughs> don't de- say never. That w- It will happen. No, because then you've got the developer having to support, like, like three or four prongs of technical support if something goes wrong on any of those kinds of, like, any of those bridges to various consoles or whatever. But if they utilize their own, like, data management and login system, that that frees them from... Like then they just have to manage the interface between that middleware and their and then and the consoles, and they don't have to worry about like the first parties, like even really being aware that they're storing that data, you know. Like there's that kind of stuff has to go through the cert process, but 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 for the developer, it's much easier to have this this separate system that you, you know, are, that you understand and like maintain yourself and can add features to that is outside of, you know, the, you know, it's not held down by the ban, you know, like anyway, whatever, I guess I'm just waiting for the real future, not this kind of like bullcrap half-ass future that we've got right now. I'm waiting for the real future where they inject barcodes into our blood and I can just use that to open any lock or key in my, you know, door in my house or log into my computer. And I don't have to have 17 email accounts. And it just all works through that to connect to everything that I have. So. And then we don't have to worry about making, like, an Ubisoft account. <laughs> well, you'll have to make the Ubisoft account, but you'll also have to give them a blood sample. <laughs> what? I thought you had to do that already. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a terrible segue. Well, like, actually, speaking of involuntarily bleeding. No, I was. Well, uh, <laughs> so the thing I was actually the thing I was thinking about, like the the barcode that you inject into your blood and that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So I know you you were like asking. So you're asking about the show Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Why people like it. All right. Why do people like it? And so the reason that I love it is because that show does stuff like that. Like the idea that like you have the barcode in your blood identity and that's, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, so I am not typically a big sci-fi fan. I like sci-fi that usually falls under some other genre also. Mm-hmm. But if something is typically just sci-fi, and usually like that kind of sucks. Yeah, where so, are you on like, Stargate? Stargate sucks. <laughs> the movie or the show? Uh, the movies uh, more action, so that's okay. It's like an action sci-fi, so that's acceptable. But the show is just like, ugh, no. Mm-hmm. I did not like Star Trek movies. I did like the new Star Trek movies because, because they, they were, were action more action. Sci-fi. Yes, I liked Star Wars because again, fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I liked Firefly, but Doctor Who, no. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. So I loved this because, and everybody says, like, oh, it's kind of like a new uh, Twilight Zone and stuff. 
But no, it's super not a new Twilight Zone. It's because Twilight Zone is like Zone. magic and monsters and all kinds of curses and like, you know, a leprechaun that turns you into a tree or some like weird bullshit. Well, like, and that's that what one, the Twilight Zone is. And that is. one you expect some kind of, um, I don't want to say twist, but some amount of like irony, like yeah. situational irony to happen. Yeah, in the exactly. Show. Right. And so. Some of the episodes, some of the shows, you know, some of the episodes of Black Mirror do have like, oh, kind of a twist ending or something. But the thing, you know, or like some kind of like ironic punishment kind of end. There's definitely some of the twist ending. Shut up. You haven't watched the show clearly. I've watched the first three episodes. <laughs> well, there's six at least. And yeah, there's it's British. So there's two series. Yeah, man, it must be so great to be like a british tv show maker where it's like you make three episodes and you're done for the whole season like what the heck but anyway it's a totally different thing so but for me it's sci-fi and it's the kind of sci-fi that i like because it's plausible and it's relatable and it's like hey what what if things like 10 years in the future were like this and it's not what if blah 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 singularity boring blah 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 i don't give a crap like kind of stuff like Cylons, blah, I don't care because all of that is seems like it's like a an impossible it's impossible to imagine how we got to that spot with things like Star Trek and things like Battlestar Galactica and stuff. Mm-hmm. But with but with like this show, you know, the first episode could have literally been something that happened tomorrow. And some of the other episodes are things that could happen in my lifetime. And that kind of stuff, just the way that they show it makes it a lot more interesting. And it's, and it's more about, it's not just about like crazy magic alien monsters and things like that. And like really boring sciencey explanations for stuff that doesn't and can't exist right now. It's more about how people react to a very plausible um, degree of technology that could very soon exist. And that's the stuff that makes it way more interesting for me. So the reason I don't get the show is because uh, I guess the, the, the first reason I suppose is that it maybe in the way that you talked about it, but the way that other people talked about it, it seemed like it would be more focused on the technology, but the technology seems more like the B or C story. It's not the thing that is the drive of the episode ever. Uh, it's just kind of like a, uh, addressing. It's what it feels like to me. Like, uh, <clears throat> and the thing that is the primary, um, plot point of the show is I, I boil it down to, um, people get stuck in a shit situation and then they deal with it with the worst way they can. (laughs) Like, and so that's why I don't like it because it's not enough about the technology or the sci-fi elements. That sort of is just kind of backdrop for, and it's like, like two out of the first three episodes um, you could pull them out of that setting and put them into a different setting. Like, 40 years ago and the plot line would still work because it's still just um, somebody's blackmailed and they have to do something they don't like and it's and it sucks or 
somebody's in a bad marriage and it sucks and they deal with it poorly. Like those are the things. And so at the end of the episodes, I just kind of was like, Oh, but see, okay. so it had like, it didn't resonate with me at all because I'm like those, Oh, they're just bad people who don't know how to deal with things or they're in a shitty situation. And it's kind of like, I mean, what, what do you do? Well, you know, not how they handle it. That's not how I would have handled it. That's not, I don't know that a real person would have handled it that way, but, but yeah, like it's not enough about the technology and the technology doesn't make it any more thought provoking for me. It just kind of happens to be there. And, and so I was hoping it would be a little more, um, uh, cerebral than it is. And what it boiled down to for me was just, just like dumb, dumb people doing dumb things that I didn't like and not enough like cool science fiction questions. So one, I think you're wrong in that you could take those stories into like 40 years in the past and then still work because so while the show isn't a, while the episodes weren't entirely about the technology, the technology was a character in the show in that there are a lot of plot points and a lot of like transitional things that could not have happened in the, in the episode without the technology being present. And I think the thing that I, that I like is the thing that you don't like in that the technology, the show, the episodes aren't about the technology. And that's, I think the thing that puts me off about sci-fi is that they try to they try to focus so much on the tech and explain the whys and the hows of it that you get bored and you don't think about like I think it is good that it's a backdrop more than the focus because that's more realistic to to life is is that people aren't I mean today people aren't talking about you know their TV or their or their you know their smartphones and stuff all the time they're just fucking staring at their smartphone all day you know and it's and it's not that i mean i we're and, and that if, really depends on who you're who you hang around with yes right <laughs> if, if you hang around with kids today or whatever but but you understand what i mean like and if you did you know a show about people who just are using their cell phones and that sort of thing and you know, a plot point changes because I can take a picture with my phone and put it on the internet in five seconds, whereas a decade ago that was almost impossible, you know, or two decades ago, right? And that, but it's also something that in a show today you don't even think about. Like, this is to me more like this could be a scene from a show that is 10 years in the future, you know, or something like that, where... I mean, people, that's just how it is. Technology is just accepted as people work with it. And that's what I think is cool about the show. It's not trying to brag or show off like, what if ideas with technology? It's like, this is how people realistically would, would be treating technology of that kind while they're using it. And it's not talking about how amazing it is all the time. It's just like, oh, it's there and I'm using it and whatever. And so I have a normal life aided by this technology. And that's what the show is about. And that's why I like it. 
Okay. I mean, I guess they could make a better show. Um, <laughs> I think maybe. I think maybe you just don't like some of the plots. Yeah, I. I really. I really don't. I find those to be. I don't like the. I don't like the. Because those seem kind of trite to me, like the idea of somebody getting blackmailed or the idea of somebody thinking that their spouse is cheating on them, like those ideas have been played out and the technology aspect of the things didn't make the, didn't make the show more interesting. It just, it just made the situation slightly different. And that's why I say you can just take those plots and put them into a different time setting because when it comes down to it, you know, the guy who thinks his wife is cheating on them is going to freaking obsess about that because that's the person that he is. It's not because of the technology. He's just an awful person. And she is an awful person for doing what she did. You know, like, like that's, that's how, that's those shows. Um, or that's that, that's that plot line. And it's like, you know, so, so to me, like the, the, yeah, I guess, and maybe I just had different expectations because of how people talked about it. And so it sort of set me up for failure of like liking this show. Uh, but yeah, I just don't find, I don't find those things interesting because generally I don't find those kinds of stories interesting, I suppose. And so since it's not, I mean, it, it makes me curious if I would like, um, the, the way you talk about the show makes me curious if I would like that, or if you or I would like that movie, Her, with Joaquin Phoenix, where, from what I understand, it is set in a near future where people use, and and, and the technology that they use is just, it's, it is clearly years beyond what we have, but it is also just nonchalantly utilized and is not directly recognized as like something new. But I suppose you could say that about Star Trek, you know, the technology in those shows, they don't, they don't, they don't walk around and then you're like, just, they're just like, man, you know, what was life like before teleporters? Right. But, but, but at the same time, Star Trek, it's almost like a Hasbro cartoon show and how they, like, talk about all of this stuff all the time in that show. It's like, let's run it through our Scanimatron, or here's our brand new fancy holodeck. Let's go exploring. Oh, here, let's have a they, whole they never episode say about here's how our, the holodeck breaks. Like, like, that's, they just take holodeck breaks. They don't <clears> say, like, I'm going to go on the holodeck because the holodeck's an amazing thing. Like, they... They just, they're just like, what are you doing? I'm on the holodeck. I'm playing jazz with Satchmo for some reason because I can do that. And I also think Satchmo is relevant <laughs> in like 500 years in the future. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, but I'm saying like there's episodes where the holodeck goes crazy and Moriarty comes out and destroys people and like that kind of craziness. You know, it's like the episode was about the technology. Yeah. And, but I guess I find that more interesting. <laughs> And I find because that's it actually that's actually asking a question, <laughs> whereas these shows just kind of like, especially the first episode is just kind of like, what if there were douchebags? And it's like, great. All right. 
there are, you know, it's just people don't, people who are going to go through the effort to do, like, it's unrealistic because people would want something more than what that guy asked for, you know, and it's like, I don't know. So the ones that you saw was the... I saw, uh, I saw Pig Fucker, I saw, uh... The American Idol one? The American Idol one, and then I saw, uh, the, uh... Record the, record stuff in your eyeballs. Okay, I think part of me thinks that maybe you should watch the second season. And again, part, the thing is, even though you didn't like those three plots, like each one is a totally different encapsulated episode. So there may be one in the second season that you like because there are very different stories in the second season. Maybe. Sure. Okay. I mean, there might be one that I like. I just don't understand people's reactions to the show because there's several people who who like even even they just watched the first season right and their reaction is like wow that show sure is dark wow that ma- that show you know makes me want to curl up and like like go into a fetal be- position because of how bleak the you know that that show was and i'm just i don't know maybe i'm i don't know if i'm well, too cynical is- about the show or too cynical about people well, something. I mean, we don't have souls, so nothing moves us because, again, children of the 80s, so part yeah. of it is that. Um, but it's, so, yeah, I just... I, think part, I mean, definitely part of it is, like, no, I didn't have any feelings when I watched the show. It was more of, like, a... It was more like, hmm, that was interesting. That was how I felt. What? <laughs> I'm just... I'm being honest. Yeah. I didn't... No. I'm... Uh, you know, I, it, for me, it was more like, hmm... <laughs> That is objectively interesting, you know, it's <laughs> okay. kind, of, kind of how I felt about it. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I watched Breaking Bad like all the way through and was just kind of like, oh, that was cool. Where there's all kinds of other people who were like, oh, it my, darkened my soul and I felt so horrible. I'm like, yeah, oh, why yeah. do you have so many feelings all the time? What's like, the matter with you? I, I was I watched as uh, I watched Game of Thrones. I keep up with that show. And, uh, like having not read the books, I wasn't expecting like, uh, towards, you know, towards the end of last season where they, you know, they kill off a bunch of like main characters and, uh, and, and, you know, spoiler alert, they always kill off a bunch of main characters. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching game of Thrones, you know, they kill off a bunch of main characters, but there was like, was it last season or was it the season before? I don't even remember anymore, but, um, basically like, like, uh, so many people were upset about that storyline because they had this dude who was just like. That's the, that guy's definitely a main character, and he seems like the good guy. And then they just like, you know, unceremoniously just, you know, and uh, <laughs> I love that scene, by the way. <laughs> no, I thought that was great, too, because I would like after that happened, I'm like, oh, finally, I was so bored with that guy's story. Like, just focus on Peter Dinklage and Arya, because I need Arya become some kind of assassin, you know, <laughs> where like, she's running around on top of roofs, hiding in haystacks and stabbing people in the neck. Assassino! <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. They have to do that it, because, you know, they can't just, it's like, you know, it's like that rule about like, you can't show a gun and then not have it shoot. Right. You can't introduce crazy magic assassin guy that she meets and then not have her join that guy. Like she's got right. a, even she's she got dies, a hit list. Even if she dies horribly later, she has to at least kill, assassinate one person. Yeah, she has to become an assassin and kill, hopefully, a lot of people. Yeah. You know, like, that's, you know, so 
those two characters are really the only reason I was in <clears throat> watching that show for almost every season. Like that's, <laughs> uh huh. it's just like, just get to those two people. Like that's all I want to watch is. And then whenever she was like doing her little romp with her and dog, the, the hound, uh-huh. not dog. He's not dog. a dog. <laughs> like when it was just like the weird, uh, like spinoff series of her and the dog. Uh, that's what she's going to call them. A girl and her dog, a girl, and <laughs> a girl and her dog. The story of Arya and the Hound traveling uh, like the comedy duo that they were like. I love that. That was funny. But in. Yeah. So. But that's over now. But But she had to move on from that. Otherwise, she wouldn't be an assassin. Right. Right. So anything to move her towards being an assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what we're looking forward to. Yeah. So. But yes. At the same time. Again, I, I enjoy watching the show, but no real feelings. Yeah. <clears throat> okay yeah i uh, again I the answer is we don't have souls i have a hard time explaining to people that i don't have feelings about those kinds of things <laughs> uh-huh well yeah and, i don't i don't know and it's like people who watch horror movies to be scared i'm just like what are you doing yeah and like, again, i remember when i used to do that i was five right like i and was then, a child and then i watched a few after that and then I, I guess I broke. And, and now I can't anymore. <laughs> like, now I only watch them because of how funny they are. Right. And, and uh, you know, the, and then the other thing was, like, that, that brings me back to, like, video games with, like, horror video games. Where just, like, the concept entirely is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, no, no. It's like, play, oh, you got to play the Slenderman game. It's like, which one? Oh, it's the, you got to play the first one, the original one with the Slenderman. He sneaks up on you and he... You hear the static, and it's just like I can't, I can't care about that when I'm playing the game because yeah. it doesn't matter. One, it's a video game. There's no, there's like there's no threat to me at all. Yeah. In a video game, and and but, ah, uh, jeez, yeah. Right, right. Because oh no, I died. Well, let me just reload or whatever. Oh, oh I saved. Quick save. You know, you know. I guess the worst thing is like. Oh, I've got to like play the game from the beginning, which is awful because it's, most horror <laughs> games just suck mechanics wise. Yeah, that's the scary part is that you have to play it longer. <laughs> but yeah, and again, like I, I don't know. I don't play video games to like be scared or have feelings. I play video games to be Batman and to hang guys from rooftops and such. Yeah, there's a lot of games that I play because. I can't do the thing in real life. You know? Yes. Like that. That's why I like, I can't mine in real life. Yeah. I have to go play the mining video game to do that. That's horribly dangerous. Are you kidding me? Mine. <laughs> People die. You about those Chilean guys. They were stuck down there forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll go play the yard work simulator. Uh, anyway, but that's what I think about black mirror. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch the next three episodes. Maybe they'll be better. Yeah. I don't know. There's a... But, I, you know, I, 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 I can't help but think, like, if I can't get behind the premise that's been established, like, I'm just not going to find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just about people, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Which, oh, okay, so there was uh, another, like, kind of sci-fi show uh, that I was l- looking at watching seemed exciting from the concept it was called it's called under the dome you know that one 
yeah, yeah, that's the one where a mysterious dome pops up. Right. So we watched the first episode of that. Right. Is that like the Simpsons movie? <laughs> that is exactly what I thought. <laughs> um, so watched the first episode, and then decided not to watch it anymore. Um, now that was a situation where I really wanted to see more footage of the dome. How and, much do they show the dome? Okay, so here's what happens. So the ep- the pilot episode, this was the reason we we didn't continue to watch it. Mm-hmm. They set up the pilot episode, and most of the show was setting up all of this other crazy, like, soap opera situations. Like, oh, I hate you because you screwed me over in this way. And I hate this guy because I think he's screwing around with my uh-huh. girlfriend. And yeah. I'm a crazy nut job. And I'm going to lock my girlfriend in the basement in the first episode. And and then, oh, they're all under a dome and they have to well, live with each other. Yes, like, that is basically it. And it's like, oh, and now they're all trapped under a dome. And let's not really even talk about the dome at all other than establishing all of these characters and their crazy soap opera situation. And like, and then they're just like, darn that dome. Really? That's how much we're going to spend like 10 minutes, basically at the dome talking about it, not showing people like writing letters, trying to make contact with the outside or anything like that. No, we're going to spend most of our time talking about these crazy situations that I don't care about because there's a magic crazy dome. And so, no. So I'm you not wish to... they had focused on the dome. Yes. Mm. I wish that the show <laughs> about the magic dome had been a little bit more about the dome. And I was like, no, so, we are not going to watch the episode. And, because, do... and this is the reason why. is because this show is going to be 90% stupid soap opera bullcrap uh, that I don't care about. Like and, 10% dome. Yeah. And it's not going to be like... How do we solve this problem or how do we live with this crazy situation? It's going to be, hey, we could totally solve this problem, except everybody's a douchebag with their crazy problems and they're going to fuck everything up every episode. And I'm like, no, I'm not having that. There was an entire season of Walking Dead that was basically that and fuck that. That reminded me of that show Jericho. Uh Uh-huh. Which I felt like was the same. Ah, it's an apocalypse Ow, like a nuclear fallout and it's mutual assured destruction. The whole United States has fallen apart, but we can't get over our petty squabbles as a small town in America, Kansas. Because <laughs> CBS. <laughs> yes. Was this a CBS show too? I don't know. But yes, that's the problem. It was like same thing. Yeah, exactly. The Walking Dead, like the whole, I think it was the whole prison season or the one before that, like... It was like, we're relatively safe this entire season. Oh, it was the one on the farm. It's like, we're relatively safe this entire season. And so all of the problems that actually happen to us are going to be stuff that we caused because we're idiots. There is no zombie-caused problems for an entire season. Are you kidding me? In a world full of zombies. Wow. Who's the real monster? The writers. Yes. Uh... (laughs) So, um, so did they just like wake up one day and there was a dome? Like, when did the dome get there? It like magically appears, like and the, in the middle of the day. Yeah, like, in the middle of the like day. Like John Farmer man right drives down the road and then like a dome like half through his cars so is like dome. Almost exactly that, but instead <laughs> of John Farmer man, it was guy who at the start of the episode was burying a body 
So we have to set up some kind of oh, it's crazy like, backstory. Oh, he's a murderer, guy. and he's trying yes. to get away from the scene, and now dome on and half now he's the trapped car. in the dome. Like, and it was yeah. a cow that got chopped in half, not the car. Oh. And, uh, That's a bummer. Yeah. So you see, yeah, like... Well, but you do see half cow, right? Yeah, you see, like... Is it's the like cow, perfectly bisected cow. Is the cow just like, thunk, and then just kind of like, yeah, just kind of like bleeds, like, like, glorps off either side of the dome. Well, except the dome is kind of angled, so like one side it kind of goes, and the other side it just kind of flops. Yeah, you just like, as it squeaks down the side. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and then Joey Murder Man is like, whew, close call. Uh, I'm on the wrong side of the dome. Uh. uh and then what a twist at the end he ends up like staying the night with the woman of the man uh, the wife of the man he just murdered and that was when I, and that was when i said no we cannot watch this because the show is not going to be about a dome it's going to be about that stupid situation yeah yeah spontaneous dome does seem like that would cause a little bit more attention to the dome right now, was there was and, like it, nobody's was there any... even going to go? Nobody's even like looking at the dome. Nobody's like, hey, waving to people on the other side. They're all like in the town hall, like getting angry at other stuff. I'm like, what in I the just, hell? I keep imagining that like this, this like radios and TVs and stuff that just have like 24 hour news coverage of the dome, and people just keep like, will you turn that off? And they just like turn off the, <laughs> like like they like walk into a general store and there's like the. The guy who's like not important to the plot is just like watching this stuff about this story about the dome, and he's just like, "Oh my gosh!" And then like nobody else pays attention to like any of the news coverage going on in the background about dome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's probably good that I don't write for that show. <laughs> dome watch <laughs> would be like the, the station. <laughs> Now, more footage of the dome. Someone inside the dome scratched his butt near the dome. We caught it all. It's been 24 hours and people inside the dome still aren't talking about the dome. <laughs> that would be a much more entertaining show. Now you know why the government put that dome over that town. <laughs> It's a bunch of assholes in there. Let's put a dome on it. Nobody wants to go there anyway. <laughs> hey, we, this is a video game podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I guess. <clears throat> it just occurred to me. We haven't talked about any video games that we've played. Oh, that's right. Okay. There's one. All right. All right, you played one. I did play one. Okay. That was not Elder Scrolls Online. I played one, too, that was not Diablo. Okay, so... Or... I, yes. I guess it was a video game. I don't know if it's a video game or a commercial. I guess it was both. What did you... You don't know if you played a video game or a commercial? Well, it's it was a video game, but it was, was it, also a commercial. Was it Game of War? No. No. <laughs> no. Um, I played... I played the, it was the, like, web game First Person Lover. That was a commercial? Oh, it was definitely, it was, it was created as advertisement, clearly. Well, I could, like, it was definitely, like, somebody had an agenda when they made it. Yeah. And, I mean, okay. But it was pretty great, but it was totally a commercial. Like, I've, you know, you see it at the very beginning with, like, the avatar creation. Uh-huh. And uh, there's some clothes, like, 
you know, you choose all the clothes that you wear when you start. Yeah. And there's like a shop online button on all the clothes. Yeah. And I, again, you know, being immune to advertising, I totally ignored all that crap and just got into shooting people because I wanted to end up, because I wanted, I, I just wanted to fight, you know, Vladimir Putin on top of a bear. So is it weird that I spent like 20 minutes trying to see if I needed to min-max my character with the equipment that I put on them? Or if I wanted to make a more balanced character? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I I think that is a little weird. But also, I thought the name First Person Lover was deceptive. <laughs> now, it's a much less dirty game than I was expecting, but right. I'm also... I was pleasantly surprised by that. <laughs> it, it wasn't nearly as horrible as you feared that it might be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was... Now... I definitely appreciate it was very tongue in cheek humor and stuff. I did I did kind of appreciate What was tongue in cheek about it? Well, all right, fine. Some of it was just It was very on the nose uh like political allegory. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> but there there was definitely like some like the love guns and stuff was pretty humorous and the uh like it is kind of ridiculous that you shoot someone till they're naked and then you put clothes on them. Yeah. But that was clearly well, advertising. And, and you but. shoot squares until they're naked. And by right. squares, I mean people who dress in suits like businessmen. Right. And now here, wear your crazy outfit, which half the time ends up being like a long sleeve shirt and underwear, which was <laughs> yeah, whatever. But Here's your new outfit. Workout clothes. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everybody, like, apparently being loved to... to Love to... Lo- to nudity? To nudity? Loved to nudity? I don't... Yeah. yeah I don't... I, you, you but, don't love them to death. You you love them and you shoot them with love guns until they're naked. Yeah, you and then sh- you put clothes on. Yeah, them. and yeah, and you and you put yeah workout clothes. It's like some of them are spandex, some of them are just like long sleeve, yeah. but it's just like tennis shoes and it's like it's just stuff people wear to the gym. It's like you're changing them from people in suits to people who go to the gym and tan. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, there was definitely like I, I definitely appreciated some of the humor, like the, the, it was like the, God hates figs. Yes, the protest line, the, the Westboro Baptist Church protesters that, when you try to to shoot them and shoot shoot their hate away with a love gun, they're like the, the, uh, the narrator giver. just says there are some people that you just can't help, and <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty entertaining, and yeah, obviously like. Fighting the inboss of Vladimir Putin riding a bear shirtless was pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I I don't know. I don't think I'm the target market for that game because I didn't know why I was doing things. <laughs> I was just like, what is this ridiculous thing? And I then that- I started throwing bears and I'm like, all right, I'm throwing bear grenades and like. I shooting, assume that was the point. Shooting people and like and like at some at some point like I think the music turns into like samba music or something and it's <laughs> like like I don't know I don't know what's happening in this in this thing. <laughs> Anyways, it was entertaining. But yeah, I mean, I, at at that point, I, I understood like the irony of like first person lover or whatever, which is like you're still just. Mechanically, you're doing the same thing as a first-person shooter, but then um, it kind of reminded me of the um, 
the Noah's Ark game that was based off of the Wolfenstein engine <laughs> where you have to shoot sleepy food at the animals in order to get, make them less crazy and go to sleep because you're on an ark. <laughs> so it's, the Noah's Ark game is let's roofie two of each animal. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that <laughs> is that the only that's the only game you played was this ridiculous web unity. Um, let me think. What else did I did I play something else? I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just that game. Game is something else. Um, I played um the Saints Row. Get Out of Hell um, DLC. It's not really a DLC. It's a DLC in as much as Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon was DLC in that it is a game based off of the previous engine work of a different game, but it is a standalone, like, cheaper game. And so this this is, like, takes place after 4, um, and it's $20. But it, you get, like... I ended up getting like eight hours worth of gameplay out of this thing. I did just about everything. I collected all the stuff. I did all the side missions. Um, It's pretty short for $20, and it's pretty rough. But it's funny still. (laughs) And they actually make a joke in there like about... About how... um, how they don't really have mission designs so much as they just have side activities. And so it's like a, a joke about like moving the plot forward in a dumb way because they don't have a better way to do it. <laughs> I'm like, nice. But, uh, but there's also like, it also has like four or five, like, like a, like literally choose your own adventure ending to the game where the narrator says, if you want to do X, turn to page 248. Or and stuff, and then you like have controls to turn the pages in this book to go to the endings. So, um, yeah, the cinematics are great. There's a musical part that's really funny, and I recommend just watching the cinematics for the game because that's where all the story is anyway. So just yeah, watch those, and it's a it's a pretty funny cap to the end of four that already was like an outstanding like. Like that was an outstanding end to that series, that aspect of the series. But then this is like the the cherry on top, and it's like if you just watch the cinematics, the the like pre rendered cinematics or whatever to get like the plot, it's pretty good. Oh, I guess there are some in game cinematics because that was one thing they did that I wasn't expecting, which was they read. They either read my saved game data or something, but they imported my like you, you, the one thing that differentiates this from the other Saints Rose games is you you only play as Johnny Gat or as uh, Kinsey, another character in the, in the in the series. You don't actually play as a create your own character character. But so the toilet or whatever it was that you were. Yeah. And so they they pulled in my uh, the character I had created and played through four as, 
which was actually a character I imported from three uh, in their character creator thing. And, and so they like, it, it continued on. And like, that was like the president of the United States or the president of earth or whatever. Earth doesn't exist at the end of the world, but, um, spoilers, spoilers, you're never going to play this. I guess, uh, anyway, yeah, they pulled in that character and I was like crazy. Like, they actually went through the effort of, of like pulling in my personally made like character and having that, even though I can't play as them. It's so that was silly. Speaking of confronting demons. <laughs> No. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I guess they're not really demons, they're ghosts, because it's a poltergeist, so it's the... I'm going to talk about poltergeist. You want to talk about poltergeist? Yeah, yeah, mostly because we don't have... We've been talking for a while, and I, I don't... I don't... I don't want to spend the next two hours talking about Ghostbusters, so... So you'll talk about a different ghost movie remake. A different, yeah, a different ghost movie remake. So yeah, so they've remade Poltergeist with Sam Rockwell. I like Sam Rockwell, all right. Like he's done some good roles, but mostly I like him in his. I I did like Moon. Moon was great, but I usually like him in like comedic roles. I think he can do that. I guess he can do either one pretty well. But anyway, they're remaking Poltergeist and. Yeah, on the topic of like not being scared by movies or questioning why you go to watch horror movies. This the trailer I watched the trailer earlier this week and man, it looks like they took the good things from um, Poltergeist and kind of just scooped those and slid those over to the side. <clears throat> Uh-huh. And they were like, remember those, remember those one thing, those things like the creepy clown thing that the kitten, like the, the tree that attacks the mom and um, that kind of stuff. Okay, well, let's keep those and then throw in some additional jump scares and let's make it just like every other horror movie that exists, you know. So the first Bulger guys, that was Spielberg, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Poltergeist was not a scary movie. Right. Again, we saw it when we were five because it came out in like, you know, early 80s or whatever. Yeah. But if you're not five, it's not a scary movie. And it's really not even about scary ghosts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a suspenseful movie, maybe. Yeah. But it's more like, I mean, half of the movie is like the crackpot ghost hunters who come and then are like, holy crap. This is actually a real ghost. Right. Yeah. And then they bring in the weird, like, uh, midget uh, medium. Yeah. Midget medium. A, the small medium. Oh, yes. <laughs> As it were. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. And she's, you know, creepy. This house is clear and all that kind of stuff. And again, most of it isn't really. Sc- and it's actually and it's interesting because it's a haunting of family. But it's in a lot of ways, again, being Spielberg, I think part of it is. Very like a family-ish movie. It's about yeah. you know the kids and their relationship with their parents, except for the oldest teenager, which is basically like every sitcom where that that one old one like goes away and you never hear from him again. But <laughs> until, it's like until the end, right? right. Uh, but it's always you know it's like about the you know 
kind of just how the family deals with this yeah. crazy supernatural thing. And well, yeah, and that's that's kind of yeah, that's very true because it's like weird stuff starts happening, and you can see them like over time just be like, "This is really, this is just really weird." Like weird things are happening, and so they try to get other people to like witness it and be like, "Okay, look what happens when I do this." You know, and then like chairs stack and it's like, what's going on? And that's why they get like the ghost investigators. And right. And then it it, it doesn't really get scary until the end whenever Caroline gets kind of like sucked into the TV and all that. Right. You know, and like that, then it's like, oh, OK, there's like serious danger. But before that, it's almost just kind of excitement and wondrous in the traditional Spielbergian way. Yeah. Um, and. It's not, yeah, it's not until that very end where it's about that. And then, you know, you have like, I mean, there's some, there are some kind of horror-ish tropes like at the very end with like. Yeah, there's like the scene where the guy's like eating chicken and then the chicken has maggots in it. And then he goes to the bathroom and he pulls his face off. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, but then the things like the, you know, the, the corpses coming out of the grave and the, uh, you know, out, rising out of the, the swimming pool and clawing at. Uh, the they, they don't really do that though. They're just dead bodies, right? And but she's it, and she's freaking out, and like with the camera, quick camera cuts and stuff, it seems like they're coming out at her, but they're not really. I mean, right? But they're still that horrific, and they they do kind of like get caught on her and tear at her clothes and stuff. Yeah. And then there's the idea of like her running down the hallway and it just trying to get to the end to save her kids, yeah. and it keeps getting longer. And yeah, the more she runs, the further away it gets. Yeah, I stuff. guess. And then there's the bit where. She's in the kid's bedroom, and there's the giant, like... Um, Closet throat? Yeah, and, like, the weird dust monster that's, uh-huh. like, trying to grab at her. Yeah. But none of that's really scary. It's it's just... I don't... Yeah, it's, it's not it's so not much... It's not horror movie scare stuff. It's just right. kind of... I don't know. It's and not like it's intense. It's not like it's not like other horror movies where it's like the violent, like scary. It's like, yeah, it's more just kind of. And it, again, it's all at the very end when any of yeah. that stuff even happens. Yeah. Everything just kind of ramps up towards that. That like that climax at the end. So, yeah, so they're making this remake and like, yeah, it just looks really of the times, I suppose. So it's trying to be more of like a, like just regular, like scary horror. Yeah, movie. it just looks really generic at this point. Is it like all paranormal activity style? Surprisingly, no, it's not a found footage kind of like guy sets up cameras all over his house and then you're just viewing everything through um, a surprisingly high quality camcorder. Like, like, yeah, you're not, it's not that, and, um, but, uh, yeah, so, I have to say that the, that honestly, the, the scariest thing about watching that trailer was the end where, um, YouTube showed the list of related videos, and there was, uh, a listing for Friends the Movie coming out this year. Wow. With like the original cast? 
Yeah, because the thumbnail was like Jennifer Aniston's neck. <laughs> and I was like, what a, th- what, a, what a thumbnail. But also... <sighs> like, we've gone from... We've gone from making parody remakes of old TV shows to are they making a parody movie of Friends or will it just be that by its very nature? Right. Is this what they're doing instead of doing a like Friends reunion special, like that kind of thing that they used to do with like Family Ties and stuff or uh, the Brady Bunch? Like Happy Days. Yeah. It's like, is that this? Is that is that that? It's a very happy days Christmas kind right. of thing. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's going to be like what? They're like 40 year high school reunion or something. Is how they're going to open it? They never, they didn't go to high school. Some of them went to high school together. I thought that was the point. It was like how it kind of started. Is it? I don't know. You can tell how much I watched Friends. I, I have no idea. I, I wa- technically watched every si- episode of Friends because it that's was because on... I watched that whole like blended together video of every episode of Friends. Oh, I thought you were saying because it always came on after The Simpsons. No, the I meant I meant in that I saw that compressed video file that just layered every single episode's audio and video on top of one another. Did you see that? No, that sounds like a horror show. It was pretty awesome. It's uh, yeah. By awesome, I mean like just horrific and. Uh, absolute total noise. So, <laughs> what would be great is if you could like hear, like the laugh track cues sync up. Uh, sometimes you could definitely hear a little bit of that. Yes. Oh man, yeah, that gives you a little bit that, of. That was actually about the only thing that I could really reliably make out in it. In in it at a certain point was the laugh tracks. Um, yeah. <clears throat> But I don't know. I I was thinking about like since we're not actually going to talk about Ghostbusters yet, but I was thinking about the a quote from Ghostbusters of about like when they're in the car, Winston and Ray, and talking about the end times and the mm-hmm. dead rising from the grave. And I was thinking maybe the dead are rising from the grave, but really more in like a TV media kind of sense, and that we keep resurrecting stuff that nobody cares about anymore, <laughs> like like. Friends and Poltergeist and so on. Yeah, I keep going back to the idea that, like, you you and I are, like, we watched stuff like Poltergeist and Ghostbusters, and we have fond memories of those things, and and now we're at the point where, like, we are of the age that we would be, like, that, that we would be... We are the around the age of like being executive positions at places like in Hollywood, you know, like where we would have decide deciding power of like what gets made. I and I, and I think I think you're really underestimating how old and white most executives are. But go ahead. No, no, I think definitely the people with the money are the old, you know, still the old white guy, like the Harvey Weinstein's or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, like, like people our age or a little bit older, like our sister's age or something like those are the people that are like the showrunners and can be producers and stuff on these things. And, and so I, th- I think we've just hit that, 
we've just hit that point where we're kind of a snake eating its own tail. We're like, our parents didn't grow up with TV, and so they had, like, books and other real stories, and then they made original TV or TV based on those things, and now our generation is just, like, what did we have when we were growing up? TV. Let's make TV like our TV. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, they had lots of TV when our parents were growing up, but it was, I wouldn't all, say... it was all Westerns and Perry Mason. Yeah, that's not... That's not lots of TV. Well, fine. They had three channels. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. But, like, there, there was such a, a difference between, like, the, the programming they grew up with and how much of that they watched versus what we did, you know? Well, yeah, that's probably true. We probably saw more TV in, like, a Saturday morning than they did in a week. Yeah. Because there's only so much Howdy Doody and Bonanza you can watch. <laughs> Didn't yeah. they make like 300 years of Bonanza though? I don't know. I've never watched an episode of Bonanza. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I... I'm just sticking with my theory that it's the end times. I I would agree with you, except that I've seen too many old newspaper articles from, like, the 20s saying the same thing about, like, radio. <laughs> you know? They started showing a whole bunch of, like, remakes of things on radio, and yeah. then people thought the end times were coming. They started doing radio plays of older books. And then people are like, disappointed, <laughs> I guess. I feel like you're lying slash making this up right now. I'm not entirely. <laughs> All yeah. right, then. Yeah. I don't know. I. I hate that Hollywood, I guess, media production stuff seems really creatively bankrupt at the moment. And I would like to think that original ideas and things are fostered more than they are. But, no. I mean, there's still, there's still some movies, like, I still want to see that Michael Keaton Birdman movie because that looks amazing. And I... I... It seems like a fresh thing, like a, like a real original thought. <laughs> so I want to promote that. Uh, Even though it's also kind of still based off of something else. I don't know what, though. Birdman. No, it's not Birdman. It's not the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Birdman. They're still referencing Birdman. They're not, though. Like, it's unrelated to that. It's just another thing called Birdman. It's a totally different Birdman that's not that Birdman? Yes. Now yeah. I have zero interest in this. It has movie. nothing to do with, like, Birdman or Harvey Birdman or anything like that. See, I was interested until you told me that. Now I don't care. 
You should watch the trailer. It's a pretty... I did watch the trailer. I really thought it was about that bird man. How could you think that? Well, who cares? Because it's a boring guy in real life, just like Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law was, but he was also like a Birdman. I don't know. Who cares? It still could have been about that Birdman. They didn't rule it out somehow. I don't know. It Nothing about that trailer made me, other than the name, made me think of Birdman. I think there was also like a silhouette and like one of the logos or something that looked just like the Birdman from Birdman. I don't know. I don't remember that. Well, you can watch it and tell me if there's any uh, reference to I will watch characters. it. Yeah, I will watch it. Looks like a good movie. Um. Well, okay. Is that what you want to end it on? You want to end it on... <laughs> <laughs> on, on, <clears throat> on nostalgia for terrible Hanna-Barbera cartoons. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess just prepare for the end. Get your attention. See, I mean, the thing what? about Birdman is it's it's almost like from what the trailer I watched is it's it's almost like. I mean, not a documentary, but it's like it's great that it's Michael Keaton, right? Because it's about it's about a guy who is in a TV show, I think, called Birdman, where he plays a superhero. But now he's kind of like that's the thing that he was known for was being Birdman. But now it's like, who is this guy? He's just kind of an old actor and he's trying to like restart his career, you know, in the theater. And it's like. What do I know Michael Keaton for? Batman. Batman. There you go. I suppose that's one way you could look at it. I took for, away from the trailer that he was literally a superhero called Birdman and was now like a washed up old guy trying to, trying to for the first time, start a career as an actor. <laughs> I mean, I guess... And I again, was not ruled out from the trailer. Right. But see, and so that's not intriguing to you. Well, it was until you said that it absolutely ruled out Hanna-Barbera's Birdman. (sighs) I mean, I don't know why that Birdman is so... I don't know why that's a sticking point for you in this movie. I, I I think it's maybe if they had just called him something else then. Like... Um... I don't know. Captain Bird. That's a terrible name, but you is know, it, something yeah, like that. because a Birdman's a better name. <laughs> well, I don't know, just some other superhero name then. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason they call him Birdman in the movie. Or maybe I'll be surprised and it will be a direct reference to Hanna Barbera's Birdman. Well, just let me know if there's like any kind of Hanna Barbera reference in any of the credits, and that will be enough to. Right, and then at some point they introduce Space Ghost as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm also just happy to see Michael Keaton acting more because I think he does a good job. What was the last thing he was in? That's see. It was like, I remember Multiplicity, and then I was like, Ugh. He was, yeah, he was in a weird, uh, some some weird movies, like, 
Ah, the RoboCop reboot. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, he played the CEO of OCP. Was OCP even in that reboot? I don't know. I didn't see it. Ugh, God. Yeah, I didn't watch that movie either. It's another another remake. Well, I'm remaked out. I I think it's part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh. Hmm. I'm definitely not going to go see Poltergeist. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I guess we should probably wrap it up. Um. Uh, more judgments about things we never will see to come in the next podcast. <laughs> Join us next time where we talk, where we criticize other things we haven't watched. <laughs> <laughs> and some things we have, but will not continue to watch. Like certain shows about certain domes that did not get enough dome time. <laughs>